When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Here's the 0-2. Fabio delivers, and Campusano hits it in the air. Deep to left field. Taylor's back at the wall, looking up. Gonna go! Three-run homer, Luis Campusano. First time in the cleanup spot, and he does just that. 4-0 Padres in the fourth. That is how you clean up, ladies and gentlemen. Luis Campusano, the star of the night, as the Padres beat the L.A. Dodgers 6-1 to in the finale and rubber game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you live here at Dodger Stadium in L.A. as the Padres take two of three from the Dodgers, their first regular season series win since June of 2021 against L.A. Padres six runs, eight hits, no errors. The Dodgers one run, three hits, and no errors. Padres got two home runs in this game, an early home run in the first inning for Juan Soto three-run shot in the fourth inning for Luis Camposano Padres jumping out to a four-nothing lead they would not look back I called Luis Camposano the star of the game well right up there with him Blake Snell he was terrific once again against this very very dangerous Dodger lineup six scoreless innings just one hit given up he walked one eight strikeouts on 91 pitches for Blake Snell who picks up his 14th win of the season and certainly heard his National League Cy Young Award campaign no doubt about it here tonight he was terrific Padres bullpen very good as well so the Padres had a little bit of everything in this 6-1 win against LA as they win the rubber game of this series a lot to do here from dodger stadium i just caught up with luis campusano down on the field you'll hear my conversation with him coming up in just a handful of minutes we'll also go downstairs here from padres manager bob melvin all the radio highlights coming your way as the padres have a very nice evening here in chavez ravine padres six dodgers won the final score post game show continues when we come back on the padres radio network Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight at Dodger Stadium. Padres 6, Dodgers 1, as the Padres take 2 out of 3 from the did I say Dodgers? Padres. Padres take two out of three from the Dodgers as they win the rubber game of this three-game series. Padres had plenty of offense in this game. The starting pitching was just terrific. We'll dive deeper into what Blake Snell did in this game and all the good things that happened for the Padres here in L.A. tonight. Sam Levitt with you live here at Dodger Stadium on our post-game coverage as the Padres improved to 69-78. and 78. Dodgers dropped to 88-57. and 57. 
Like I said before the break, Luis Camposano had a big night. Two hits, including a three-run home run that made it a 4 nothing game in the fourth inning. The other side of this game for Luis Camposano, what he did behind the plate, catching this Padres pitching staff, Blake Snell, six scoreless innings, just one hit given up, walked one, struck out eight, lowered his ERA to an MLB low, 2-4-3. Robert Suarez, an easy seventh inning, 1-2-3, struck out the side. Nick Martinez working around a one-out, excuse me, a two-out single in the eighth inning, and then Tom Cosgrove gave up a home run in the ninth inning, but just a solo shot, no uh, big deal there for Tom as the Padres win it 6-1. So all in all for Camposano, the home run. He also caught a three-hitter here tonight with just one run given up, and again, through seven innings between what Snell and Suarez did here tonight. Uh, well, Camposano was behind the plate for seven innings of just one-hit baseball and just two base runners on. Keep in mind, until the eighth inning, the Dodgers had two instances of a base runner being on. Mookie Betts, a leadoff single in the bottom of the first inning and a walk in the third for Betts. That was it through seven innings. That is how dominant Padres pitching was here tonight against this very, very good Dodger lineup. I caught up with Luis Campusano down on the field right after the game. Luis, you got it done both behind the plate and at the plate with the bat here tonight. Let's go back to the home run. You fall behind 0-2. He throws you a changeup. You were able to get a really good swing on it. What was your approach in that at bat? I think just letting it come deep to me. Um, you know, I knew he, he got me on the, the first at bat and on the changeup, and, you know, I had to come with a little bit of a different approach going into two strikes. So, um, you know, made the adjustment, and, and things just worked out well. So it's good. Luis, since coming off the IL, you continue to swing the bat really well, play really well. What's been the biggest key for you as of late? I think just coming in here, um, getting ready, preparing, and, uh, you know, getting my, my workouts in and, and hitting with our hitting coaches. You know, OB, you know, we go at it every day, um, and, and we have a game plan going into the game, you know, if I'm not playing or not. So we're always working. We're always figuring out things to, uh, you know, get better, you know, you know, different pitches, you know, different bat paths, whatever it is. But, you know, we're always staying ready and preparing the best way we can. Finally, Blake Snell, another terrific outing for him. You caught him. What made Blake so dominant here tonight? I think the full mix. You know, I think the, the full mix, you know, um, you know, getting ahead with the fastball and, <clears throat> you know, using that breaking ball, you know, in the count, in the zone, you know, and using it for the chase, you know, when we need the punch out. So he, he did a really good job mixing pitches up and, you know, keeping guys, you know, having himself unpredictable. So it was really good all around. Luis, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Luis Campusano from down on the field after the Padres win this game 6-1 to one over the L.A. Dodgers. Before we continue on, and we'll get to the radio highlights and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, let's quickly pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. Sam Levitt with you here on our post-game coverage on the Padres radio network as we wrap this one up from Dodger Stadium, Padres 6. Dodgers won the final score here in L.A. And with the win, the Padres won two out of three from the Dodgers. Again, it was their first regular season series win against the Dodgers since June of 2021. The Dodgers before this series had won 12 consecutive regular season series against the Padres. Now, of course, the Padres beat the L.A. Dodgers last year in the NLDS when certainly one could argue it absolutely matters the most. But 
At the very least, Padres have a good taste in their mouth as far as beating the Dodgers in a series here in the regular season heading into 2024. So a nice job of the Padres certainly on Monday night. A little bit of a, a disappointing night yesterday, but they bounce back with a really, really nice all-around game here tonight. Let's recap how it went down. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. We begin in the top of the first inning. Dodger starter Ryan Pepio got the first two outs of the game, but then it was Juan Soto. 0-2 hit in the air to deep right field. Mookie Betts going back. Gonna watch, gonna go! Number 30 for Juan Soto. Into the right field pavilion, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first inning. Juan Soto's second home run of the series, and I'll get into this a little bit later, but with that home run, Soto joins some very, very elite company at the age of 24. More on that coming up later. Blake Snell on the mound, trying to continue this Cy Young caliber campaign. He tossed three scoreless innings to begin his night. In the top of the fourth inning, the Padres rallied against Pepio. Fernando Tatis Jr. singled. Juan Soto singled. Luis Camposano was next. Here's the 0-2. Pepio delivers, and Campusano hits it in the air. Deep to left field. Taylor's back at the wall, looking up. Gonna go! Three-run homer, Luis Campusano. First time in the cleanup spot, and he does just that. 4-0 Padres in the fourth. That is how you clean up, ladies and gentlemen. So a 4-0 Padres lead, sixth home run of the season for Campusano. Blake Snell from that point on just kept on rolling. He would retire 10 in a row from the final out of the third through the end of the sixth inning. He struck out a grand total of eight batters in that span. Final line here tonight for Blake Snell. Six innings, no runs, one hit, one walk, struck out eight, 91 pitches, really with the score the way it was after four innings no need for blake to go much deeper in this game you understand it probably could have gone a little bit deeper but six scoreless innings you'll take it great job by blake and another feather in his cap in a potentially cy young award-winning season here in 2023 padres still led for nothing going to the top of the seventh inning they rallied again against the dodger bullpen garrett cooper had a leadoff walk then trent grisham had a walk, so runners on first and second, nobody out. Infield single for Eggy Rosario made it the bases loaded with one out. Hassan Kim then struck out for out number two. The rally was left up to Fernando Tatis Jr. First pitch on the way, and Fernando swings, loops one into shallow right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Cooper has scored. Here comes Grisham. A two-run single for Tatis against Joe Kelly, and a 6-0 Padre lead. Six, nothing pods, and that would be pretty much the whole story. Bullpen would do the rest. Robert Suarez struck out the side in the seventh inning. Nick Martinez, a scoreless eighth inning. Tom Cosgrove gave up a home run to Colton Wong, a solo shot to begin the ninth inning. That made it 6-1. It was no big deal because Cosgrove then shut the door. Left-hander set, the pitch, and a swing and a miss. Martinez strikes out to end the game, and Blake Snell and the Padres. Come to Los Angeles and take two out of three. Padres win a series from the Dodgers for the first time since June of 2021. And Blake Snell lowers his league-leading ERA to 2.43. 
Great outing for Blake Snell. Great win for the Padres here tonight as they win it by a final of 6-1. to one. Final totals here tonight for the Padres. Six runs, eight hits, no errors. For the Dodgers, one run, three hits, no errors. Padres improved to 69 and 78. Dodgers dropped to 88 and 57. We know what the records are, but hey, taking two out of three from the Dodgers, always a good feeling back in San Diego, right? As the Padres get this win, they win the rubber game of this three-game set. Let's go downstairs here at Dodger Stadium and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Blake's pretty locked in tonight. He's as locked in as you've seen him. Yeah, he struggled with the first hitter. <laughs> walked the first guy. That's all he walked today. He limits his walks and he's got more strikeouts than innings. You know, he seems to be on a little bit of a mission. So, you know, this late in the season, be throwing as hard as he he does. And, you know, all four pitches working like that, he's a tough customer to deal with when he's got them all working. What do you make of what he's done for now four months? I know that the numbers are where they are the whole season, but he's it's a 1-3 ERA in that span. He's done it now for four months. How, how dominant do you put him? Uh, <laughs> Cy Young dominant, right? I mean, that's what he's digging for, so... Um, he's done it before. He knows what that feels like. I mean, it's not all about that right now. It's just, you know, trying to win games. But it, the, the streak that he's been on, you know, hasn't given up what more than three and seems like forever. Uh, and it's very rarely three. It's just, it's, it's like a hitter that just, you know, is on a roll and can't stop him. This was the type of game you would hope to see a lot of these types of games all year. We kind of expected it. Uh, what was it like to see it all come together? Well, we've, we've played good games. We just haven't played enough of them. So, um, you know, this is a team that's given us a lot of troubles. To be able to come in and take a series, you know, makes you feel good. We're just trying to win as many as we can before the season ends. What did Camposano prove with what he's done lately? Yeah, that was a big hit. And, and to catch Blake, you know, that's a lot of work, too. Blocking balls in the dirt. You know, did all that today. So, you know, just, just trying to establish himself as a guy that you're going to count on going into next season, and everything he's done to this point would suggest that. you think the day off helps him? Huh? you think the day off helps him? Sure. I mean, I, look, any with a catcher, you know, your workload's going to be extreme, and I think it, it, you know, as far as Gary and he together, uh, it's been good for both those guys. I know Gary's hurt right now, but it, it's been good for both those guys because, you know, catching takes a lot out of him. Sorry to put you on the spot, but is... I just threw that out there. In my, I'm a little biased, but you know, I look at the numbers too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still some. What has he got? Three more, two or three more. So, you know, there's still left to be determined. If you look at the overall numbers right now, how he handles lineups like this, you know, good lineups. Uh, he's got mine. Has Juan in the last month or so? been more like the one maybe you expected? Yeah, you know, impactful early in the game, gives you a lead, you know, the other night, hits a big home run that, you know, in the ninth inning. Those are kind of Juan Soto things. Now, um, and then you look at the overall numbers, the OPS, everything he does, it, it certainly feels like it. And, you know, the longer he's with, been with us, the more that you get that feeling. What do you think has made play? 
such a tough matchup for the Dodgers in particular for years? Well, he throws hard. He throws four pitches. You know, he can throw his change up, and really any of his pitches are behind in the count. And when you throw that hard, you know, you have to get your bat ready for the fastball, and then everything else plays. But it's all about being in the strike zone with all those pitches so you can't eliminate any. What about the new roles this season? Seems like maybe he had an adjustment period just like everybody else, but how do you kind of see him settle in? Yeah, I think everybody's got kind of got that clock in their head now. So, you know, I, I don't even know that a lot of times you're focused on the clock. I mean, it's right there in front of your face. But uh, I think, you know, everybody's kind of acclimated and understands trying to speed the game up. It's done that. So I think everybody's pretty pretty good with that. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's 6-1 win over the Dodgers here in L.A. Sam Levitt with you here on our postgame coverage from Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Uh, you heard a lot there. You heard a lot about Blake Snell. You heard a lot there about Luis Campusano. And we'll dive into what Blake Snell has now done, as you heard there, for really four months. I mean, it really is something. And look, has Blake been perfect as far as the walks and all of it? No, he's walked a lot of people. He leads Major League Baseball in walks. But the thing that Blake continues to do is put goose eggs on the board in a lot of innings and continues to be elite at preventing runs. And here tonight, what was really special about Snell and what made him so successful against this Dodger lineup In my mind, two things. Number one, he walked one batter. It was Mookie Betts in the third inning. That was it. One walk in six innings. That's very low for Blake Snell. He gave up a leadoff single in the bottom of the first inning to Betts. That was it. The single to Betts in the first inning, the walk in the third, those were the only base runners Snell allowed in this game through six innings. That's how good and dominant he was against this really, really good lineup. And that's the other part of it. No, Only one walk. And the fact that he did it against this L.A. lineup. Like, this is a really tough lineup to deal with. We saw it the first two games of this series. He held Freddie Freeman in check. He held Chris Taylor, who's given him trouble in the past, in check. J.D. Martinez, Hernandez, Max Muncy not playing today. I mean, Just a really, really good job against this lineup for Blake Snell. And again, when you talk about Snell, and we heard it from Camposano, we heard Bob Melvin allude to it there, and he's alluded to it before, what has made Snell so special in this season in particular is that true four-pitch mix. You look at the way he threw his pitches here tonight. Out of the 91, 46% four-seam fastball, 21% curve, 16% 16% changeup, 16% slider. Most nights this season, Blake has really utilized all four of his pitches. And if you remember last season, he didn't throw that changeup as much. Okay, he put it in quote-unquote timeout for a, for a time last season, if you remember him saying that. I mean, for, for months now, he has had that four-pitch mix working. And when you pair the stuff, with the ability to throw four pitches that are all plus-plus for strikes in any count, his ability to get out of trouble, strike people out, and look, we know Blake, and this has always been true of him, has elite, elite, elite stuff. It's part of the reason he walks so many guys, because the stuff is so good (laughs) that it's, yeah, it's a little all over the place, and, uh, you know, he'll walk some people, but 
man, he just find way, he finds ways to get out of trouble. And, and the thing about tonight, this was a rare one for Blake in the sense that he really didn't have to get out of much trouble. Again, he had bets on second base in the first inning. Bets are, that was it. That was all the trouble here tonight for Blake Snell. So really impressive outing. Um, like Bob Melvin alluded to, there's a few more starts left in Blake's season. Those are obviously very important in his Cy Young candidacy. But right here, right now, you could very well argue that Blake Snell is the Cy Young front runner in the National League. The only two other guys that should be considered right now, Justin Steele is a worthy candidate. He entered today just a, a tick below Blake Snell in ERA to lead Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I know Spencer Strider has struck out a ton of people, but to me, his ERA is not close to both Steele and Snell. To me right now, it's between two guys, Steele and Snell. And hey, the final couple of weeks here may decide who gets it. So yeah, th- this season and this Cy Young race is a long way from over, but boy, oh boy, how good has Blake Snell been for an extended period of time? And we'll dive into that extended period of time coming up here on the other side of our break. We continue to break this one down. Padres 6, Dodgers 1. We will take some of your phone calls here tonight if you want to get them in. 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to call in tonight, I really have two questions for you that you can answer. Number one, would you bring back Blake Snell to the San Diego Padres at any cost, even if it cost you $200 million? And question number two, are you ready to say Luis Camposano will be this team's primary catcher in 2024? He's certainly making the case. He really is with the way he continues to play and offensively the way he continues to hit and hit for power. So we can talk a lot about the stars of tonight's game, Snell, Camposano, really whatever else you want. But I think those two questions uh, here tonight, if you want to think big picture going into next spring, very important and very relevant after tonight's game. Final score, Padres 6, Dodgers 1, as the Padres win the rubber game of this series. Back with more on our postgame coverage after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight in L.A., Padres 6, Dodgers 1. Sam Levitt with you here at Chavez Ravine as the Padres take two out of three from the Dodgers. They win on Monday night, 11-8. They get beat yesterday, 11-2, but bounce back in a really nice way here tonight with a dominant 6-1 win. And speaking of dominance here tonight, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight, no surprise, it is Mr. Blake Snell, who continues to be absolutely terrific for the San Diego Padres. Cy Young caliber year, six scoreless innings, one hit given up, one walk. He struck out eight, 91 pitches, and he was terrific. He gave up two base runners in this game. 
both Mookie Betts. Single in the first inning for Betts, walk in the third. That was it. Retired the final 10 batters he faced, and he was terrific here tonight. Blake Snell, six scoreless innings, our ace pitcher of the game. We'll hear from Blake in just a moment from down inside the clubhouse here at Dodger Stadium, so stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, I told you I'd, I would kind of zoom out on this so dominant four-month stretch for Blake Snell going back to late May. Right now for Blake Snell, since May 25th, a span of 21 starts, he has a 1-3-3 ERA, 122 innings, 162 opponent batting average, 1-1-0 whip, 66 walks, 169 strikeouts. But again, focus on some of the numbers here. 1-3-3 ERA since late May. A span of 21 starts. 162 opponent batting average. Really good. And really, really dominant. Does he walk a lot of people? Yes. But when it comes to preventing runs, he has been on an elite level this year. And uh, against this L.A. lineup, this is not an easy lineup to deal with, especially that one-two punch of Betts and Freeman at the top. They're as good as anybody right now at the top of any lineup in baseball and he did a great job. He allowed Mookie to reach a couple of times, but you know what? Retired Freddie Freeman right behind him after each time that Mookie got on. So really, uh, really impressive start for Blake Snell and a very impressive run. Again, last 21 starts, a 1-3-3 ERA. He's been terrific. Let's go downstairs here at Dodger Stadium. Here's some postgame reaction from today's winning pitcher, Blake Snell. You said you like these kind of starts because you get to learn about yourself as a pitcher when you're facing some of the best offenses. What did you? What have you learned about yourself from these last couple outings? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've learned things that I don't like talking about, but it's just understanding the offenses. You know, understand what works, doesn't work. Uh, learning the sequences that you need to throw that you shouldn't throw with each hitter. So, I mean, I play the Dodgers a lot, so you got to switch it up. you got to change it. Sometimes you keep it the same. You know, it's just like a chess match. You go back and forth with uh, each hitter on what you're going to do. What, what, what is the biggest key to that process? Because they are a team that you faced a lot, and you do kind of seem to change your plan of attack. What is the key there? Yeah, you just read swings, and you read, you know, what's working for me that day and, you know, what's best that I have going that day, and then you just kind of go off of that and then um, sometimes your best stuff isn't the stuff you need to throw because that's what they're seeing and you know you throw the stuff that you don't trust but you trust that it's going to get out because that's what it's been doing so you you, you go back and forth with that but when facing like playoff contenders teams like this why is that Uh, I just enjoy the moment I enjoy the challenge Uh, you know, that's, that's why you play. You, know, you want to play the best team. So, um, and it's the true, it's the only way you can really tell how good you are. You, know, you make mistakes, they're going to hit it. And it's a really good team. So. Are you on a mission? Uh, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> 
find yourself like scoreboard watching this uh, young thing, like Strider and Gallon pitch today? Like, are you checking to see like how they're doing? Honestly, no. I, I wish nothing but the best for, for both of them, for every pitcher, for every hitter. Okay. I don't wish nothing against them. I'm just more focused on you know, what I'm going to do and how I'm going to help you know, this team win. There is Cy Young talk, but the fact that you've already won one in your career, does that make this uh, less less worrisome, less concerning, less bothersome? You know, you, you already have one under your belt, so you're not as intense about it? Uh, no, I mean, I would say, you know, when you're in that talk, that means you're doing something right. So it's definitely something you want to be at, and it's something that you want to attack and, and try to get. It's the whole goal. You know that in World Series. Two things you want. Given that aspect you mentioned, has it been tough for you to like, enjoy the season that you're having, just given just what's happening uh, with the team? No, I, I love the season. You know, it sucks that, that we're not where we want to be, you know, win loss wise. But uh, the one thing that I will say is being here has taught me how to, you know, have fun through the good, through the bad. You know, and, and I think it's helped me as a, as a player a lot. Today was a game that you, where you wanted to be. This was the kind of uh, showing that we all hoped for more of or expected more of. What was it like to see everything come together? This was like the Padre team we were looking at. Yeah, yeah. We, we've done this a lot where, you know, we, we show glimpses and we just can't put it together, you know, consistently. So uh, I know what we're capable of. It's, it's the consistency part of doing it, you know, every game. That's been our biggest struggle this year was Blake Snell from inside the Padres clubhouse after this fine performance here tonight. Six scoreless innings for Blake Snell. And he uh, said a lot of interesting things there about uh, this season and uh, what it's been like for him despite the struggles of this team overall and what the record is here in mid-September. But look, for Blake Snell, uh, it has been, you know, the overall record, the struggles of this team, it has been no fault of Blake Snell, if we're being honest about it. He has given this team a chance to win each and every time out. So, hey, look, Blake is uh, very uh, introspective. I enjoy hearing him talk, and, uh, you know, he continues to do his thing. And he was asked there if he's on a mission and said something to the, uh, to the effect of, uh, you know, you could say that. So, uh, look, he has looked like he's been on sort of a mission this year for, for whatever reason, you know, and that's obviously, I'm sure, to help this team win as many ball games as possible. But, you know, you look at a couple of other reasons. I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the year. It's a big year for him. We all knew it coming out of spring training. There was no secret about it. And as this season has rolled along, he has a very, very legitimate chance to win his second Cy Young Award. And we talked about it, well, I should say, I'm sure Jesse and Tony uh, touched on it during the game. But when you look at the list of players in Major League history that have won the award in both leagues, it's really an astounding list. Gaylord Perry, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens, Roy Halladay, and Max Scherzer, that's it. That is the full list of players, pitchers, that have won a Cy Young Award in each league. Blake Snell is going to come awfully close if he continues to do what he's done to joining that list. So it's uh, there's a lot of motivation right now for Blake in a lot of different ways, and he was terrific once again here tonight. Six shutdown in innings against the L.A. Dodgers. When we return... 
We'll continue to break this one down. You'll hear more of the radio highlights in case you missed it. We'll quickly replay my conversation with Luis Campusano from earlier tonight. He had a big night as well, and he also caught Blake Snell. Final score, Padres 6 and the Dodgers 1. Back with more, including your phone calls. The phone number is always 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. Again, I'm asking you two main questions here tonight if you want to answer them. Number one, would you bring Blake Snell back, even if it costs this team 100 something, $200 million? And do you believe in Luis Camposano based on what you've seen? And certainly he's made a big impact and a big impression that he's going to be this team's starting catcher in 2024. Of course, catching is a position where there's typically, you know, some sort of split time, even just in a backup role, uh, with day games after night games, things like that. But I think you get what I'm saying. Has he shown you enough yet, uh, both behind the plate and uh, offensively? Because he continues to impress, no doubt about it. So we'll talk about that. Final score, Padres 6, Dodgers 1. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 6, Dodgers 1. Padres take the rubber game of this three-game series. They take two out of three from the L.A. Dodgers. Sam Levitt with you here at Dodger Stadium in L.A. as we wrap things up. We'll get some of your phone calls coming up in just a couple of minutes, 833-288-0973. Again, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call if you want to talk about Blake Snell, Luis Campusano, what the Padres did in this series. Looking ahead to 2024, all is on the table here on this late Wednesday night. Appreciate you joining us. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight, Robert Suarez, struck out the side in the seventh inning, used just 14 pitches, very easy. Got Taylor, Martinez, and Hernandez, 3-4-5 in the Dodger lineup. Great job by Robert, and he's our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. Nick Martinez, also a scoreless eighth inning. Tom Cosgrove gave up a solo home run in in, uh, the ninth inning. That was no big deal. Padres already leading 6-0 at that point. And they go on to win 6-1. to one. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Player had the biggest impact on today's game. Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight. Hmm. Player of the game. Do I want to double up on Blake's? Hmm. Well, that's what ace pitcher is for, right? So, instead, we'll give it to Luis Campusano. He deserves it. Two hits, three-run home run. He caught Blake Snell and the rest of the Padres pitching staff for a while here tonight. Dodgers had just one hit through seven innings. So for those reasons, Luis Campusano, our player of the game. 
By the way, you look at Luis Camposano, you look at his numbers, and I know we've talked about a, a lot about Luis here tonight. I mean, think about this. Look at his numbers through 131 at-bats. Now, we would have a much larger sample size had Luis not hurt the thumb, and he was out for a couple of months. But you look at 131 at-bats, he's sitting 305. He's got six home runs, five doubles, 24 RBIs. He's got an 824 OPS, not bad. Those are pretty good numbers. And keep in mind the position he plays. I mean, you get that kind of offensive production from the catching position, it's very, very good. Very good. Impressive for Luis Camposano. Continues to be, uh, to this point, a very impressive finish to his season, no doubt, since coming off the IEL. And again, coming up in our next and final segment, we'll replay my conversation with Luis right after the game in case you missed it. All right, let's go to the phones, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call, as always. We begin with Gonzo calling in from Ocean Beach. Gonzo, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Sammy, my boy, I'm doing a lot better. How is uh, Los Angeles treating you? You know what? L.A. LA is good. Uh, got got a brother here that lives over in West Hollywood, so have enjoyed some time over there. Uh, not quite San Diego, but uh, L.A. is LA is good. I, I enjoy L.A., to be honest with you. So uh, it's been good. Padres win the series, so everything going all right, Gonzo. I mean, it sounds like it's a good time up there for you. I'm assuming you're not as much of a legend as you are down here. So uh, <laughs> you get away with a lot more things. But uh, to answer your question about the smell, um, if we – there's got to be – it's got it's a double-edged sword. The better, the better he plays right now, the better – the more that other teams are willing to pay for him. Sure. As soon as the season's over. And then you said all those beautiful stats starting May 25th, and I want to say, when did Gary come with us? May 10th? May 12th? Yeah, around uh, even later than that, Gonzo, it was right in late May uh, when the Padres were in Miami. So I believe, and I'd have to double-check this, but the first start of that stretch I don't think was with Gary behind the plate. I believe the second or third start in that stretch in late May uh, was when Gary started catching Blake, and yes, yes, look, Blake has talked a ton, a ton, about how much he enjoyed working with Gary Sanchez. Unfortunately, he can't do it anymore. Gary out for the year with the broken bone uh, in uh, uh, the broken wrist uh, after getting hit by a pitch uh, last week or whatever it is now. I guess not technically last week. You get my point. Um, I got you. Yeah, yeah, but but go ahead, Gon. So, yeah, he's, he's talked a ton about that, how much he's enjoyed working with Gary. Go ahead. But then uh, going off of today, uh, Campy, with the veteran behind him, obviously I'm going to be all for it. Gary and Campy is a great one-two punch. You're going to learn a lot from that. Like, sure, Gary doesn't have the best batting average, but what he he did with us, with the very little time that he did, uh, comparative to the rest of the catchers in the whole MLB the rest of the season, pretty incredible. And with – a leader like that behind Camby, I think Camby would be just fine. But now we just got to get Snell back with a comparable, um, a comparable something affordable. But you know, there's going to be teams like the Mets and the Dodgers that will throw a lot more money. Sure, sure. Yeah, Gonzo, appreciate the phone call. Uh, look, uh, you know, 
I'll, I'll touch on first the catchers. Look, I mean, look, I think Camposano quite obviously is going to be a big part of the catching position for the Padres in, in 2023. Uh, you know, what I'd be interested to see right now, and, and we'll get our answers as, you know, spring training, you know, rolls around and the offseason goes on is, you know, will it be Luis Camposano as the primary catcher and then having a backup behind him but Luis is catching almost every day certainly could be especially if he continues to do what he's done here um, both offensively and the strides he's taken behind the plate as well Um, but look you know Gary Sanchez was great here Uh, I don't know if he'll be a Padre in 24 I think that's dependent on a lot of factors Um, you know did Gary do enough in this you know Uh, partial season this handful of months with the Padres to go out on the open market and get multiple years I don't know Um, would the Padres be willing to give Gary Sanchez multiple years I don't know Um, I don't think it's a crazy idea based on what we saw but you know if the the Padres catching situation next year based on what we've seen this season was Luis Camposano and Gary Sanchez, I do think that's a very solid tandem. And maybe we see something like what we saw when Gary was healthy, where it was it was really a split of time. And that's something that could work. Now, as far as Snell, I, you know, your guess out there listening is as good as mine. Um, obviously, he's going to make a lot of money, and it's going to be a big deal. I mean, I think Carlos Rodon, the deal he got is a pretty good comparison you know Rodon came off a a big year last year he was a similar age Rodon uh is 30 right now so Blake's a little bit well I shouldn't say that I think Blake's right around the same age Blake's also have to look up the ages and all that but they're right around the same age um you know and Rodon got what six years 162 million um you know look I think I think Blake's gonna get at least something like that, maybe more. You know, are the Padres willing to go that far? I, I don't know. Um, but that'll be the the question that the Padres have to answer. We know Blake loves it here. Um, he seems comfortable here. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what Blake ultimately can get and are the Padres willing to give it to him. And if they are, I'm sure there's a legitimate possibility he's back. But those are questions we can only answer when this season is over and we see what transpires in the offseason and when Blake becomes a free agent. But, look, Blake has earned himself a lot of money this season. Not that he wasn't going to get some some pretty good money at the end of this season based on, you know, his stuff, his dominance at times, his Cy Young pedigree. But, I mean, what a, what a walk year this has been for Blake Snell. So it's a hard question to answer. Um, but look, it's going to come down to what a lot of free agency comes down to money, years, what the team wants, what the player wants, where they want to go. We'll see. Time will tell. Let's go to Kathy calling in. Hello, Kathy. You're on the Padres radio network. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Sammy. I mean, obviously, I mean, I've said it in the past. I want Blake Snell to stay. He's a great, he's a good pitcher. He, he got better. And I can remember when he, I think he first came in here in 2021. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us that he wasn't really comfortable here. He didn't know the city. He didn't know the people here. And it took him a little bit to get comfortable. And he started off slow. 2022, he started off slow. And I know a lot of people are using that argument that he starts off slow 
as to a reason not to, to re-sign him and to sign him to a big contract. But he started off slow this season, too, but it didn't last as long. And look at what he's become. So I think, you know, he said in the more the more comfortable he is at a place, the better he gets. For sure, Kathy. And he's talked about that. You're, you're spot on. He's talked about that. Um you know, and and it's it's obvious just watching him and being around him and, and seeing him in the clubhouse that he's very, very comfortable here. And, Kathy, thank you for the phone call. He's very comfortable here. Um, you know, that may play a role in in maybe the Padres having the ability to re-sign him. Again, these are these are tough questions because, you know, you, you just don't know, right? And, and we know, we know the contract's a big part of it, okay, and, and – you know, at the end of the day, as we find out in a lot of these free agency situations, you know, players sometimes leave places they they really like, you know, if, if there's another team willing to give them more. That's just the way it is. That's the way this works. So, um, look, he, he, he seems very comfortable here. Um, he said all the right things about San Diego and, and, um, and, and how much he's enjoyed it and, you know, uh, how much he's enjoyed his time here, I you know, I, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, you don't know what happens once once that open market hits and once everybody now has a chance to have Blake play for their team. And, and also the Padres have to make their own calculations and decisions on, you know, on what they want to do, you know, and, and if they see as a part of the future at whatever number, at whatever years uh, he would command. You know, remember, this is a team that's already spending a lot of money has a lot of long-term money invested in a bunch of players. You know, there, there's just a lot to this whole situation and calculation. But, hey, the one thing you do know is for right here, right now, in 2023, Blake Snell has been an excellent San Diego Padre. And, you know, bottom line is this. Whether Blake is a Padre next year or not, if Blake Snell ends up winning a Cy Young Award with the Padres, he's always going to be a part of this team's history. I mean, that's just the way it goes. You know, you have a Cy Young caliber season. I mean, you know, the guys who have who have won Cy Youngs for the Padres, Jake Peavy in 07, Mark Davis in 1989, Gaylord Perry 1978, Randy Jones in 1976. The list is not long. He would be just the fifth Padre to ever win a Cy Young award. So, you know, he he, he in that nature alone, if he can do it and he wins it, you know, he, he etches his name into Padres history. He really does. You know, he really, really does. It's a performance and, and the type of season that you'll remember for a long time. And it's special. really is. So um, it's been a lot of fun to watch him this year. All right, we'll continue taking some of your phone calls. If you want to get them in, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. When we come back, we will... Take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll also hear our play of the game, and we'll replay my conversation, my one-on-one chat with Luis Campusano from right after the game. And we'll wrap it up, this three-game series, here at Dodger Stadium in L.A. Final score here tonight in the rubber game, Padres 6, Dodgers 1 on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 6, Dodgers 1, as the Padres take 2 out of 3 
from the Dodgers to wrap up this season series against L.A. And, uh, hey, nice feeling against the Dodgers heading into 2024. Dodgers will head on to uh, October. We'll see how they do. Uh, interesting for them right now, i got to say, uh, for as good as they've been this year, for as much as, you know, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman really scare you at the top of the lineup, and they've got a great lineup. We'll say this about the Dodgers right now. The the pitching situation has to make you a little nervous, right? Um, Ryan Pepio didn't pitch well here tonight, though he has been good as of late. You know, Lance Lynn has been good for the most part with the Dodgers, but, you know, I, I don't know exactly what you're getting from Lynn against the great lineups in the postseason. Um, you know, Clayton Kershaw pushed back to Friday. We found out Walker Bueller's not uh, returning, uh, you know, after having Tommy John, that seemed to be a possibility for a while that he might come back in some fashion. Uh, the very concerning situation with Julio Urias, um, it appears he will not pitch again for the Dodgers this season. Very, very concerning situation there. Um, so you look at their pitching staff, uh, especially the starting staff, it, it may be tough. I, I got to say, looking at it, but hey, you know what? Uh, who knows, right? But, uh, yeah, that, that seems to be the concerning part of things right now uh, for the L.A. Dodgers. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens, right? It's October, as we learned last year, certainly. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything's gone final here tonight. Rays beat the Twins in Minnesota 5-4. Randy Rosarena, big home run in the ninth inning in that game for Tampa Bay. Rockies beat the Cubs 7-3 in Colorado. Chris Bryant hit one of four home runs for the Rockies in that win. Giants beat the Guardians in 10 innings 6-5. Lamont Wade Jr. hit a game-winning sack fly in the bottom of the 10th inning as the Giants walked off Cleveland. Mariners beat the Angels 3-2 in Seattle. Cardinals blanked the Orioles 1-0 in Baltimore. Only home run of that game hit by the Cardinals' Richie Palacios. Pirates beat the Nationals 7-6 in Pittsburgh. Brian Reynolds hit his 21st home run of the season. The Atlanta Braves beat the Phillies 4-1 in Philadelphia. The Braves clinching their sixth consecutive National League East title. Spencer Strider also picked up his 17th win of the season in that game for Atlanta. Reds beat the Tigers 4-3 in Detroit. Rangers over the Blue Jays 10-0 in Toronto. Mets beat the Diamondbacks 7-1 in New York. Astros beat the A's 6-2 in Houston. Royals beat the White Sox 7-1 in Chicago. Marlins beat the Brewers 2-0 in Milwaukee. And we had one postponement here today. Yankees and the Red Sox postponed at Fenway Park due to rain. They'll make that game up tomorrow in Boston. That's a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday in the major leagues. Now let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Here's the 0-2. Pepio delivers, and Campusano hits it in the air. Deep to left field. Taylor's back at the wall, looking up. Gonna go! Three-run homer, Luis Campusano. 
First time in the cleanup spot, and he does just that. 4-0 Padres in the fourth. That is how you clean up, ladies and gentlemen. Big moment for Luis Campusano. Three-run home run in the fourth inning. Went from a 1-0 game to a 4-0 game. Padres wouldn't look back here tonight for Campusano. His sixth home run. And he continues to impress. Now 24 RBIs on the season. Luis, our player of the game. And that was our play of the game. The three-run home run for Luis in the fourth inning. I caught up with Luis Campusano down on the field right after tonight's game here in L.A. Luis, you got it done both behind the plate and at the plate with the bat here tonight. Let's go back to the home run. You fall behind 0-2. He throws you a changeup. You were able to get a really good swing on it. What was your approach in that at bat? I think just letting it come deep to me. Um, you know, I knew he, he got me on the, the first at bat and on the changeup, and, you know, I had to come with a little bit of a different approach going into two strikes. So, um, you know, made the adjustment, and, and things just worked out well. So it's good. Luis, since coming off the IEL, you continue to swing the bat really well, play really well. What's been the biggest key for you as of late? I think just coming in here, um, getting ready, preparing, and, uh, you know, getting in and, and hitting with our hitting coaches. You know, OB, you know, uh, we go at it every day, um, and, and we have a game plan going into the game, you know, if I'm not playing or not. So we're always working. We're always figuring out things to, uh, you know, get better, you know, you know, different pitches, you know, different bat paths, whatever it is. But, you know, we're always staying ready and preparing the best way we can. Finally, Blake Snell, another terrific outing for him. You caught him. What made Blake so dominant here tonight? I think the full mix. You know, I think the, the full mix, you know, um, you know, getting ahead with the fastball and, <clears throat> you know, using that breaking ball, you know, in the count, in the zone, you know, and using it for the chase, you know, when we need the punch out. So he, he did a really good job mixing pitches up and, you know, keeping guys, you know, having himself unpredictable. So it was really good all around. Luis, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Luis Campusano right after the game. Big thank you to Luis for joining me. Great job by Luis here tonight. We'll see if he and the Padres can keep things rolling in Oakland. That is where the Padres go next. They do have a day off tomorrow, but they continue this nine-game road trip to three cities in Oakland on Friday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Oakland against the worst team in baseball. So uh, certainly a good opportunity for the Padres to uh, pick up some wins. We'll see if they can do it. First pitch on Friday at 6.40 p.m. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 5.40. Right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres. Left-hander Sean Newcomb on the mound for the A's. Again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Oakland. Day off tomorrow, and our pregame coverage begins at 5.40 on Friday in Oakland. Or I should say, I'll be in the studio in San Diego, but first pitch at 6.40 in Oakland. My pregame starts at 5.40 as per usual. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight in this series finale in L.A. For the Padres, six runs, eight hits, no errors. They left on three. For the Dodgers, one run, three hits, no errors. They left on three as well. Winning pitcher Blake Snell, who improves to 14-9. and nine. He had six scoreless innings here tonight. The losing pitcher, Ryan Pepio, who drops to two and one. He allowed four earned runs in six innings of work. Time of game, two hours, 27 minutes, and the crowd here in L.A. at Dodger Stadium, 41,810. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, including Bob Melvin's post-game reaction, 
reaction from Blake Snell, Luis Campusano, the radio highlights. You can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night from L.A. Final score, Padres 6, Dodgers 1. Talk to you Friday.